0: Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here. And we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hey, hey, sister friend. I am excited to share with you today's episode. It is all about inviting God into your business from a really practical perspective, how do you have a conversation with the Lord, not just about your goals, but about your business health as a whole? And that is why I am sharing with you day four recording from Business boot Bootcamp. As a reminder, this was a five-day boot camp I did in my Facebook community, and I wanted to make sure that my podcast listeners had an opportunity to listen in as well. There is a workbook and videos that go along with this lesson, so if you have enjoyed the last three days and today, and there's another one coming tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, but the next episode, Uh, then I encourage you, join the inner circle. You'll get access to the workbooks, you will get access to the videos, as well as access to me as a mentor, as a coach, a community of 100 plus kingdom-minded entrepreneurs who would love to network with you, support you, pray for you, encourage you along your journey as a kingdom CEO. So without further ado, let's hop in for today's lesson, how to have a business meeting with heaven, how to invite the Lord into your business. Let's go. Day one and two and three were a lot of mindset, lots of heart set, lots of revelations, right? And I want to encourage you again, revelations aren't just for you to have that aha moment and think that was really good. Revelations are meant to create a transformation, a transformation of your heart, a transformation of your mind, a transformation of the way that you do things. And so I just want to encourage you that this is a process. It doesn't all happen overnight. And so just like a couple of you said, oh my gosh, there's so many things. Yes. You're going to work on this stuff in layers. And so I encourage you ask the Lord, what is the one area you want me to focus on? That's kind of going back to the goal setting on the goal setting day, go and ask him, Lord, where is that one area? And trust me, he'll, he'll get to the other areas, but focus on that one area and, and take the little nuggets and see how you can apply these things. The revelation to have transformation, transformation, So let's dive into today because today is a lot more practical. And so this is a lot more tangible, practical. Here's what you're going to do rather than those, those like mindset things. So we are talking about ways to invite God, some practical ways to invite God into your business and then my personal uh, business meeting with heaven blueprint. And I'll tell you more about that, what it looks like. So before we get into this, I want to take a temperature check. On a scale from one to 10, tell me how on fire are you to start and or continue, depending on where you've been in your business, to build your business tree with God? Yes, it is for his glory, but you also get to do it with him. On a scale from one to 10, where are you? How excited are you? How excited are you to start implementing these things so that you are building your business with God? How excited are you to start implementing some of these kingdom strategies, these things that you're not going to read about in a book, you're going to get them in your quiet time with the Lord. You're going to get them by surrounding yourself with people who hear from the spirit of the Lord. Um, listen, prophetic is such a gift and it is such a blessing to the body of Christ. And I, I mean, we, we see that happening in the inner circle too. It's just amazing again, to hear Prophetic is God's heart. It, it's God's. It's God's voice. It's those things that, again, you're not gonna. You're not gonna find it in a book. You're gonna find it from relationship with Him, and so also being in relationship with other people who are in relationship with Him is really important. So again, today is very tactical, and I'm going to try and keep this short, um, shorter, and so that you actually have some time to go back and do one of these. And so let's dive in. So we have been talking all week. God wants to co-labor. He wants to collaborate with you. And then we also talked about goal setting. God wants to set goals with you. He wants to be part of your business. And today we're going to talk about how you actually do that though. And how do you strategize with the Lord? Because guess what? He wants to strategize with you as well. Sometimes I think we so quickly go to other sources other resources for information and again that's not wrong but as a coach that is my heart's desire is to always point you back to the one back to The main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing. Doesn't mean you can't hire a coach. Doesn't mean you can't buy a program. Doesn't mean that you can't read a book and learn something. All those things are good. However, making God the main source, that's what we're doing here today through talking with God, strategizing with him, setting goals with him, right? We're putting him first, and then we're letting all those other resources impact us and our business. So truth is, I didn't start seeking God for strategy in my business. I was reading books. And watching lots of training videos and listening to my mentors and my, at the time, my upline, like I was hiring coaches and my coach, I was going to other people to learn what, what to do. When I started inviting God into my business, I would pray. That was like kind of the extent of it. It was like, okay, God, here's my heart. Here's what I want. I really believe you called me to this, like help me do it. Do I think that was wrong for me to pray to the Lord and ask him to help me achieve my goals? The, go- the ones that like I wanted, I don't think so. And so there's no shame in that. But what I've learned is that he wants to be so much more in the nitty gritty. He wants to be so much more involved in this business building. And you know, I, for a while, when I got into this, you know, the entrepreneur online space would say, I'm building my kingdom. Let me just tell you, I, I, I am so like, I get, so I just scratch my head. I like, you know, I see stuff on Pinterest and I'm like, Oh, I see stuff even on social media that like, people are like, Oh, I'm building my empire. I'm like, no, I used to say that I'm building my empire. And I would say for the Lord, like, you know what? I don't feel that way anymore. I am building his, his kingdom. That's the goal is to build his kingdom. And through that, I get, I get a whole lot in, in the process, right? You get a whole lot in the process. So over time, as I realized that God, you know, I was trying to fit God into my plans, kind of like that image of the cake that day. I was trying to fit God into my plans rather than allow God to give me his plans. The worst thing that we could do is work on the wrong thing. The Bible tells us then on, on, on judgment day. We will, be, we will be judged by our works, right? Jesus already paid the price to cover our sins. So I gotta think about that. Are we working on the right thing? That blew my mind when somebody told me that. I'm like, wait a second, I, I never really thought of that. And again, I'm going to say this because I believe that so many entrepreneurs are distracted by things. I am myself included. I'm distracted by in my quiet time with the Lord. There's a reason for that, right? I am distracted. I can be distracted by other business opportunities. I see this very, very heavily in the network marketing space, and there's nothing wrong with network marketing. I believe God is calling people to network marketing. However, sometimes we can get like shiny object syndrome, whether, that, whether that's to go to another company or to start this other stream of revenue or I mean, it happens in everything. Or maybe it's to buy this new, um, this course or this program to like learn the newest trend and the newest technique. There's always something vying for your attention. And that's why these also, these meetings we're going to talk about are so important that, yes, we have these opportunities. Yes, we have these possibilities of other things to happen. And when we continue to bring those back to the Lord and say, hey God, is this the right direction? Is this what you want me to do? And so instead of just, Going through life and going through business, we're actually bringing things back to the Lord and talking with Him about it, so so that we are on the right path. Because I have worked on businesses, I share a little bit of my story. That there was one season of my life, I had four businesses. I had a network marketing business that was thriving. I had a boutique. I had a faith-based apparel uh, business kind of those two went together. And then I had my coaching business and the Lord spoke to me. He's like, get on busy. You are so busy. And I would always kind of think, I didn't I say I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't do this. I can't, do, I'd say no to friends, no to family. And I always felt behind. I always felt like I could never catch up. I had so much work to do. And the Lord's like, yeah, because you've made yourself super busy. And I had a going out of busyness sale. And I sold it all. And I was like, that's it. I'm scaling back. I'm focusing on not any of my businesses. I'm going to focus on the one. And in that he showed me direction and clarity. So do you ever feel lost in your business? Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Like you never have enough time. You don't know what to do. God would never give you something and then stress you out with it. Now he will stretch you He will absolutely stretch you and grow you and prune you and position you for it, but he's never giving you something and then saying, good luck, honey, this is going to stress you out and and ruin your life, ruin your family, ruin your marriage. Let me tell you, I see so many driven entrepreneurs that their businesses are coming in between their, their, their marriages. Their businesses are coming before their quiet time with the Lord. Their businesses are coming before their children. I have been That, that woman, I have been her, she, her, I don't know if that's the right uh, grammar there. That doesn't feel good. And so these, again, what I'm telling you today, this is a way for you to, Hey, if you get off course, that's the Holy Spirit's job to get you back on course, to convict you in a way that says, Hey, not that way. Let's do this to show you, to give you wisdom, to give you clarity. And so as you're doing regular check-ins with him and you're inviting him into your business, you're going to get right back on track. So, if you ever feel overwhelmed, lack of clarity, you're not really sure what to do next, you're like does this even does this work even matter? I felt all those things and that's why I realized I need to regularly check in with the Lord. So, if you've mostly been going to the Lord when you just want help with something, today is going to change the way that you do your business forever. We know God's not a genie in a bottle where you just go and rub him and say, okay, come out and help me. Uh, that, that's not what he wants. He wants a relationship with you. And when you seek him first and you seek his righteousness in his kingdom, that's a whole other lesson. What does that mean? What is kingdom? Kingdom is a whole other thing that I don't think many believers actually grasp. I know I didn't. And I'm on this journey to really understand what does he mean? Because that was the main message of Jesus. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom is coming. The kingdom is drawing nigh the kingdom. He always talked about repenting and kingdom. I don't really hear us talking a whole lot about repentance. And I don't hear us talking a whole lot about the kingdom. Guess what? If Jesus talked about it, if that was his main message. then we have to grasp what did he mean by that? That was important. And if it was important, then it's important today. God is your father. Jesus cried out and called him Abba. That means Papa. That means Daddy. Do you look to God as your Papa, as your Daddy? I remember the first time I heard someone say that, Papa, I was like, that sounds weird, and then God showed me I am your Father. I'm your Father. I love you as, a chi- as you are my child, and that changed everything for me. So Don't you think like a a supportive parent, they're like want to hear about what you're doing. They want to hear about your success. And so God is your father who loves you so much. He wants to be part of what you do. He wants to celebrate with you. He wants to cry with you. He wants to to rear you in the right direction. And so I don't know about you. Have you ever been in a relationship where like it didn't matter what you did. You just wanted to be with a person. Like that is my husband. I could be... I don't know, like I could literally be doing anything, picking weeds out of the yard. And that doesn't really sound fun to me. Uh, But if I'm with him, it's a good time. That's how God feels about us. He wants to do life with us. He wants to be part of the big things and part of the small things. And one of the ways I've been able to really talk to the Lord about every aspect of my business is having what I refer to as a business meeting with heaven. So when I was in the corporate world, and if any of you have worked something outside of entrepreneurship, well, you probably had meetings with a manager, meetings with somebody. And what did we do in those meetings? Well, we we reflected. Maybe we celebrated, perhaps we strategized. Maybe we had a little bit of course correction, maybe where something wasn't right. We set the tone for what's happening. Okay, here's what we can prepare for next week, next month, next quarter. It is exactly what a business meeting with heaven does for you and your business. Okay, so that's where i are gonna really spend the majority of the time today. But before we do that, I have to share with you because I think these are still important and they've changed my life too. There are three other very distinct times that I have found super powerful for me to talk with God about my business. And these are the times often when I get what I refer to as downloads, as um, these, these things that I'm like, oh, that's good. Or these messages from the Lord that I just feel in my heart. I'm like, yes, strategies, different things. And so number one is... The shower, I don't know about you, but I just like, I feel like I get the best ideas in the shower. And oftentimes that is when God speaks to me in the shower. I get so many downloads in there. I don't know. I always feel like sometimes it's a bit symbolic of us washing off the yuck. I'm very visual. And so I always think, man, I am just washing off. If I had a rough day yesterday, I'm washing that all off. There is a river flowing from the throne room. When you read scripture, there is that river flowing from the throne room. What do you think that river's for? I personally am like that river is for us to get clean and wash off and come back into alignment with what heaven says, what God says about us. And so I often imagine myself getting in that river. Sometimes that's in the shower. I'm like, yes, let's wash off the yuck from yesterday or from this morning. Maybe I had a rough morning with my kiddos and I'm going to start fresh. Jesus is known as the living water. And I don't know if there's something that goes along with that, but like I always get downloads in the shower. And so I encourage you, like, if you are not open to that, I don't know what you do in your shower time, but like, be aware, be aware of the presence of the Lord. He is omnipresent means he's everywhere, right? And so be aware of other times he may be speaking to you. Listen, God is always speaking. And sometimes, you know, and I've said this before, and sometimes I'm convicted of this, uh, that, you know, sometimes the teacher's quiet during the test. Can I encourage you? I really don't think that God's ever quiet. I think he is always speaking and always saying something. Now, I think the only time that he may be quiet and we don't hear him is because perhaps we didn't obey the last thing that he said. We didn't actually take action on the last thing that we said. And he's like, well, I'm not going to confuse you or add more to your plate. And so just be aware. God is always speaking. Look for him in the big. Look for him in the little. He speaks to me a lot through music and nature and my children. Holy moly, half my kids say some awesome things and the holy spirit's like yep that's i'm saying that to you i was like oh my goodness so showers number one number two we actually just moved and so as i was preparing for this i said i'm going to keep it in here but i haven't quite found my new nook here in this house because my closet won't actually fit me in it uh that's part of one of the renovations we want to do here in our house but My prayer closet, right? That is something really special to me. And if you, I didn't hear that growing up. So maybe that's a new phrase to you. Maybe it's not, but my prayer closet was literally a place to go that I was able to disconnect and get silence. I have three children and a dog and it's often noisy. And so uh oftentimes when the Lord wakes me up in the wee hours of the night and it's kind of that weird well, I don't really want to go downstairs because that's kind of like creepy and I don't want someone staring at me through my window yes, sometimes I have those thoughts. Um, rebuke that spirit of fear, uh, but i'm like you know what i'm going to go into the secret place the hiding place listen Moses spent time in the tent have you ever heard that in scripture it says that Moses spent time in the tent, you need to find a tent. I don't know if that looks like your closet. I don't know if that looks like your car. I don't know. I have a friend that like her car is her place with her and the Lord. I don't know if that looks like your basement, whatever that is, you having a secret kind of special intimate place that you can hang out with the Lord. Can I encourage you too, that some of you are being woken up between like, you know, two, three, four in the morning and you're just thinking you have insomnia and and maybe you do that's a whole other conversation. But um, oftentimes God wakes us up in the middle of the night because he wants to speak to us. And so I want to encourage you, if you're being woken up in the middle of the night, respond and say, here I am, here I am, just like we know the story in the the Bible that God was calling out and he was like, here I am, here I am. God wants to speak to us. And so a private prayer closet or a, a nook of some sort, whether it's your couch or whatever, have a place that you can go. Jesus went away from the disciples often. It says he got away. He went away to a secret place. He went and spent time with his father. God wants to spend time with you. So that could be your prayer closet or whatever that looks like for you. So here's the deal. What I realized, and the reason why I love this, and it's a little bit separate than um, my normal quiet time in the morning or whenever I get to it, sometimes it's at night, um, is that what I was doing was I found myself constantly talking to the Lord about my business. And those of you know that i struggle with my business being an idol. And so an idol comes before the Lord. And so I felt like everywhere I went, I wanted to talk with God about my business because that's what I was most concerned about. Listen, God wants to be a God before he is your partner in business. He just wants to be your partner. Like God wants to be in your life. And, and, and him being that source means that he alone is everything that we need. So it's that idea. I was going to him to get something from him instead of going to him to just be with him. This was a personal conviction of mine. And so the Lord really kind of showed me, hey, can you separate your normal quiet time where you can be my daughter, where you can be my, just be with me. And this time that you have this strategy with me specifically for business. And again, this is what the business meeting with heaven is. But I will say that sometimes God knows my heart. He knows that I love business. He knows that I am so humbled and honored to be able to do what I do. Like I... Would do this for free, um, and I I just love, it, and I'm so grateful that he has called me and chosen me to do this. And so he knows that I want to talk to him about it because he knows it lights me up. So sometimes I do get these revelations in my pri- my prayer time and my quiet time with him outside of just even my normal regular. Hey Lord, I'm hanging out with you. And this last one is really probably my absolute favorite. It's Something also it's healthy for me and gets me outside, gets me my vitamin. Um, my, you know all the out and that and also Pumps my heart up. But these prayer walks. I love prayer walks. Again, my house is loud. I have three kids and a dog. And there's a lot going on here. And so I go intentionally, I have these prayer walks. And this is really a time where I find that I can have that overflow with the Lord, that extra time with him to pray to be silent, to listen to him, to worship all those things. So those are three areas that I personally just reflecting on my life. I'm like, I got to tell him because these are times that God talks to me as well. So let's dive deeply into, Oh, I want to know, do you have a time? Like, tell me, do you have somewhere else that the Lord speaks to you that you really like to like, is it your car? Is it, I don't know. Like, what is it for you? Is it the gym? I'd love to know if you guys have a place that God really speaks to you. Um, but bef- and as we do that and you share, I'll, I'll check those out. Um, ooh, Dana says that's been happening at four a.m. lately. Listen, when I was a mom of babies, I used to think really. You know, and my babies would wake me up, and there would be times I'd actually get angry about it. And the Lord shifted my perspective. I think I shared this on day one. I'm going to share it with you again today. I got these glasses at, um, I don't know, Marshall's or TJ Maxx. And it is a reminder to me to have heavenly perspective, to have heavenly lenses on everything. And while I'm over here complaining about the Lord, you know, not the Lord, while I'm over here complaining about my babies waking me up at two, three, four in the morning, God's like, that's not your babies, that's me. That's me trying to get your attention. And I'm actually forcing you to get out of bed because you're going to go for your babies. But I also want to spend time with you. It's not your babies. Don't get mad. Get glad, get excited. And again, this is that, hey, like I'm tired. I'm in, you know, especially in the nursing of the season of my babies and like all through the night. I'm like, wait, that's a kingdom perspective to say, you know what? That's not my babies. That's the Lord beckoning me. That's my papa saying, baby girl, I need, I want you, not I need you. I want you. I want to hang out with you, right? You have needs for me. Come, I want to fill you up. And so I want to encourage you, man, God is always speaking. And if we can just shift our lenses to think, wait, what is, what does God want to be for me in this moment? What is God speaking to me in this moment? It doesn't look good. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't feel good, but where is God in this? Cause he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Someone commented the other day on this. They're like in Heather's lesson or Heather's preaching. I'm like, yes, I know. I feel like I'm a preacher more than anything. And I don't know. I don't, I would not take that title lightly. Um, but I hope you're here for it. If you're here for it, drop me something below. Um, so why a business meeting with heaven, right? I started these because I recognized a pattern. I recognized that I'd kind of talked to the Lord about it, but I wasn't being consistent with it. And then I also realized, you know, I used to call business meeting with God. And I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I know who God is, right? I'm, I'm learning. I mean, he's teaching me how he's my Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, like all these things. And if you don't know the character and the nature of God, woo, you have got to like ask the Lord, Lord, who do you want to be for me today? Is he your healer? Is he your provider? Is he your banner? And like, what does he, what he wants to be at all? And he is it, but sometimes we don't know it right? That's a relationship. You get to know things about each other. The things I know about my husband now is very different than the first time I met him. Why? Because relationship, because of intimacy, because of time, because of conversation, God wants to be everything that we see about his character and nature in the word. He is that for us now. And he wants to be that for us. So understanding the character and the nature of God really kind of opened my eyes to, oh, wait, he wants to be that for me now. And as a CEO, But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, wait, Jesus, the business meeting with God kind of, and, you know, we talk about the Trinity, but God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit all serve very different and all necessary parts to who we are. All three are one. And so I was like, well, I don't really want to say business meeting with God because I might be leaving out Jesus. And Jesus is my friend. Jesus is Jesus is my brother. Jesus is my, I was like a, a husband, right? We are the bride of Christ. And I'm like, well, I want that too. So I was like, I'm going to let Jesus into my business. But a business meeting with God and Jesus, I feel like, wait, Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I have to go. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to go back to my father and I'm going to send you an even better gift. Cause Jesus was a human in the flesh. He could only be one place at one time. Holy Spirit can be in all of us. He's in you. If you are a believer and you have given the Lord your life, that yeah, he is your Lord and Savior. Lord and Savior. This is where we're like, Savior, we all want a Savior. We don't all want a Lord. I've recognized that in my life. Ooh, these meetings with heaven are going to allow you to surrender your business to the Lord and let Him be the Lord of your life, not just your Savior saving you from hell. So then I was like, wait, I want Holy Spirit in this too because He's my advocate. He's my guide. He's my counselor. He is my helper. So again, This is so important, and this will take your relationship with the Lord to the next level, really understanding who is God, who is Jesus, who is Holy Spirit. Why do we have all three of them? Why wouldn't we just have one? But why do we have all three? And what what purpose do they serve in our life? Why do we have them? When you start doing that, you're like, I want all three up in my meeting. I want all three to be conversations I have throughout the day. I want all three. So Hopefully that gives you a little bit of why the business meeting with heaven, because it's not just one piece. Um, And I did a little bit of research about angels still on that journey. And I often thought, you know what, if there are angels who are assigned to me, angels that are assigned to me, my family, my, I don't know, my business, I want them there too. I don't pray to angels. I've had people ask me that before, Um, but I do see throughout scripture that God commands angels to do things. And so I don't know, again, this is somewhere I have explored a little bit, haven't done super deep. I know there are some women in our group who have, and they can speak a lot more to angels, but listen, I want all of heaven because I believe all of heaven is cheering you on to do this thing. The the, the heaven rejoices when people come to know the Lord, like you have to think they're also rejoicing about other stuff that's good that's advancing the kingdom of God and so this business meeting with heaven is heaven as a whole. Everything in heaven, the perfection that God created for us and so. I want my dream team to be at this meeting. And that is what this is about is about. So if you are ready to dive into this comment below dream team, your dream team, listen, if you've been in business, you've probably sat down and especially, you know, in network marketing, we're like, who's your dream team. Right. And me, like in my coaching i like, man, I really want, this is who I want to be. I want a creative director. And I want this person. I want that, but this is my dream team. Listen, God is the dream team. And that's what we are doing today. So step one of that, here's what I do. And by the way, I do have a handout for you. And I I didn't want to give it to you in advance because I wanted you to wait so that you'd be present and you get to hear it because we've edited this quite a few times. And so I wanted you to listen to it first and then you go back and get to do it. So we'll be sending you the workbook for day four after this lesson So I'll be looking in your email and I'll also upload it to the group. So Step number one is all about soul care, soul care. Listen, there is a war for your soul. The enemy wants it and God wants it too. We're going to dive a little bit more about soul tomorrow, but this whole section is really about soul care. And we really start that with prayer. So I, anyone like me, like, have you ever thought, am I, am I praying right Am I praying wrong? Like, is there a right way to pray? Is there a wrong way to pray? Listen, the disciples asked Jesus the same thing. They were like, Wait, you've been talking. You've been talking to somebody a lot. I want to know what are you saying when you talk to him? That was one of the lessons that the disciples asked. They were like, We want to know what are you saying to Jesus? And that's where we get the Lord's prayer from. And so, prayer is powerful, and there is this it's a conversation with the Lord. And so, really, I break this prayer time, this soul care time up into three parts. Number one is praise praise. And so what does that, and I I don't think there is a wrong way to pray. And I especially want to encourage those of you who feel like you don't know what to say, or you feel like you're not eloquent, or you feel like you don't have all the Christian needs. Listen, the Bible talks about that. You don't want to sound like a Pharisee. And I do believe that as you grow in your relationship with the Lord, your language changes, your confidence changes, your, how you speak changes. Listen, my prayer Public prayer used to scare me to death. I remember joining Bible studies, maybe like, who wants to pray? And I'm like, not me. Uh Uh-uh, I'm putting my hands down. Now I'm like, yes and amen. Let me use my mouth because I know that my mouth is a mouthpiece for the Lord. That's taken time and that's taken relationship with the Lord to really like exercise that muscle. And so there is no wrong way to pray. You talk to the Lord. It doesn't have to sound fancy. Like a, you, don't be, you don't want to be a noisy gong. Um, so number one is praise. We want to recognize who God is. I invite the Lord into this business time, into this meeting, and I give him permission to do what he wants to do. This is key, y'all. This is called the surrender. That was my word for 2021, surrender. Oh, it sounds really fun. And it's not always fun, but giving him permission to do what he wants to do, be what he wants to be and show me what he wants to show me. That's how I start this out. And so while he doesn't need permission, this really just lets me personally set my own agenda aside. It lets me say, not my will, but yours. I'm going to tell you what I want because I'm not afraid of you. And I don't think you're an angry dad just thinking that I only want stuff from you. And I'm also recognizing that I want what you want from me because that's way better than what I even want for myself. So After that, just general prayer of like, Lord, let's do this thing. Um, Sometimes I talk to God like that. He knows me there's also this reverence, this praise, this under, like, who are you? And that's how Jesus started the Lord's prayer. Like our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed means holy. Holy is your name, God. You are so holy, holy, perfect, sanctified, set apart different. right? And that's what you are called and created to be. So I praise and thanksgiving sometimes can be very similar. So you might see that in the number three, but let me Tell you the difference praise is the act of acknowledging complimenting and honoring god for who he truly is not because he does a whole bunch of stuff for us but simply because that is who he is and so recognizing that like in the lord's prayer we just want to honor you first father you are holy you are good and i recognize that regardless if you never do a thing for me more than you've already done hallowed Holy, the next part is confession, and I think this is probably one of the most underrated things of of believers. Listen, so many people and I love the feel-good messages from pastors. I have been so blessed by feel-good messages, and I believe God has spoken to me through those things, and I don't think they're all garbage. Um, however, repent is beautiful, confession. This is how we get back into alignment. Anyone go to a chiropractor? We just went yesterday. I love my chiropractor. Um, And he just gets me back into alignment. Confession is like getting back into alignment so that your body can function, so your heart and your soul and your mind can function clearly. And that's why Jesus came, right? That veil, the veil was torn. Uh, scripture has come so alive to me as I have continued to press in and just ask Lord what does that mean the veil was torn. You may have heard that before but literally what's that mean there was a separation from the outside to the inside only the 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 high priest could go into the inner the inner part of the t- the temple the tabernacle and when Jesus did what he did for us and died for us it tore the veil there was no separation from outside to inside we we get access to the father because of Jesus through Jesus and so confession sin oftentimes puts a block back up it puts a block back up between us and God and that's what the enemy wants us to feel separated from him to feel like God isn't really who he says he is and so sin right sin is when we get to say wait a second that's like i want i want that out of my life i don't want anything in agreement with the kingdom of darkness and that's all sin is sin is something in common with the devil and i don't want that i want to be in common with the lord so i repent of unknown sins because there are sins listen did you know fear is a sin coming into agreement with fear is a sin gossip is a sin Right. So oftentimes, especially I share this because this is a kind of part of my testimony, but sometimes we just think sin is, I was, I grew up thinking like um, smoking, drinking, having sex before marriage, um, divorce, like all these, like all these very like big outward things that you don't want anyone to know about. Right. I don't remember hearing gossip was a sin. I don't remember hearing coming into agreement with fear was a sin. I don't, I don't remember hearing gluttony is a sin, not even taking care of our bodies. And so I just want to encourage you that when Holy Spirit shows you a sin, it is not because he is trying to point out all the bad news. It's because he is calling you higher. And so repent in Hebrew, it means to return, return to the father. Why did Adam and Eve cover themselves up in the garden with leaves? Because they were ashamed. They wanted to hide. And that's what the enemy wants us to hide from it. And so oftentimes we go through business hiding from the, ob- maybe obvious, maybe not so obvious things that are actually preventing us from moving forward. And so confession is really important. Repenting is really important. And yesterday we talked about renouncing. Repenting is you and God. Renouncing is you and the devil. Uh-uh, you're not, I'm no longer in agreement with what you have like tricked me into believing. I am declaring and decreeing God's truth right now. No more. And so it's taking back territory that you kind of gave up to the enemy. So the last part is Thanksgiving. This is where you thank him for what he has done and what he is doing in your life and your business. Um, And so this is that other part, right? Praising him is recognizing who he is, not because of anything he's done, just because simply he is holy and he is worth it. And he is good. The confession, clearing out the weeds, Oh, get get out that stuff out of the way so you can hear the Lord better. And then Thanksgiving, thanking him and showing gratitude, be thankful in everything. Some of you are in a season where you're going to have to practice gratitude and thankfulness when it doesn't feel like you have anything to be thankful for. Those are the times that you really get to press in and say, wait, God, how good really are you? You are so good. And I don't always see that. And so I want to thank you for that. I personally keep a gratitude journal every day, every morning before my quiet time. I start with three things I'm thankful for. It gets me in a heart posture of gratitude. And sometimes it's I'm thankful for food in our fridge because in 2020, I thought, oh my gosh, when all the food was gone from the shelves, I can't tell you how my heart was like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to feed my babies. I'll starve to death. My babies can't starve to death. I thank the Lord for food. Um, whatever that, maybe that's some big things. Maybe it's the small things, but starting with gratitude i really feel like i need to put this in here and this is something me going out on a limb and so depending on how you were raised in the church and, and what you believe in different types of um theology i can't say this without saying there is another type of prayer that you get to do and i refer to this as my private prayer language maybe in church you've heard of it as praying in tongues or speaking in tongues listen I could talk to you and I actually have done a bonus lesson in the inner circle. I actually had a, um, a pastor friend of mine come in and actually do the lesson with me and like walk through scripture. And so I actually was raised to be taught that praying in tongues was uh, wrong. It was sinful and it was not real and it was not available. And I'm not here to argue that for with you today. If that's where, how you were raised and that's how you believe. Um, hopefully we believe that Jesus is our Lord and savior and we can, we can like connect on that. What I realized, though, was I was missing out on a perfect prayer. You ever feel like you don't know what to say? you like, literally, you're like, I don't even know what to pray about. When you receive the, your prayer language from the Lord, your private prayer language between you and the Lord, it literally is perfect prayers. You don't have to know what to say. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit speak together, and they speak that language and if you want to know more about this, I am happy to share my testimony. I really should do, I don't want to should on myself, but I really should do a podcast episode about it. Um, it's taken me years to discern, and I have listened to both sides of the argument. And I just know from my personal experience, it is available, it is waiting for you, it is amazing, and it is a perfect prayer language that you get to pray that you don't even know what you're praying. In fact, I do it every morning in the shower. That's one of the times I get to do it because nobody's around. It's just me and the Lord. And I get to pray in my prayer language to the Lord that I don't even know what we're going to do today, Lord, but I know you got good plans. So I want to come and do with that. And so that's a whole other lesson, but I feel it's necessary to share that with somebody who wants to hear that today. So that's, Section one, soul care. Section two, heart set. The second section is all about reflecting, looking at your heart, seeing what are you grateful for? Like this is part of that gratitude journal. And so there's three sections in this here. This is gratitude. What are you thankful for? Especially don't despise small beginnings. Every single one of us are going towards something bigger that we haven't received yet. And so we are still in the process of believing that it's possible. Belief is my word for this year and it is stretching me. Belief means you haven't seen it yet. Belief means you still have faith. Belief means you still have hope. But in that, you don't want to get discouraged and disappointed and dissatisfied in, um, in an unhealthy way. And so showing God gratitude and recognizing, wait, like, I'm actually grateful. I'm in a good place. Being content with where you are and knowing God has more. Number two is answered prayers. I don't think we often reflect. How many times have you prayed for something? God answers it and you're like, oh, yeah, I have been guilty of this. I pray for things and pray for things and pray for things. And God, finally, the breakthrough happens. And then it's like, okay. You have to realize we're experiencing little mini miracles all the time. God hears us. And so I put in here to reflect on answered prayers because I think it's important, right? Perhaps you're starting a business coaching and you want your first client um, or whatever business you have. You want your first team member. You want, and you're like, you know, once you get your first, oftentimes my personality is, okay, now I want number two. But looking back and saying, wow, God, you answered that prayer and you did deliver and you did give me. And that's, that's again, a state and a heart posture of gratitude. And then three is to reflect, reflect on what is God speaking to you? What is he speaking over you in this season? Um, Are you hearing patterns? Are you seeing repetitions? Is God like continuously, maybe you've heard something in this, in the last four days here, like you're hearing something that God's continuing to like repeat to you. And you're like, "Oh, there's a pattern here. It's probably somewhere God wants you to press in. And so reflect. Slow down. One of the lessons I teach my one on one clients is you have to slow down to speed up. All of us want to speed up. All of us want to get to the finish line. All of us want to achieve the goals. We want to get to the other side. And oftentimes we're not willing to slow down. This business meeting with heaven helps you slow down. So that is step number two. Step number three is kind of the logical things that you would think you would do in a business meeting and you talk about business. But really, this is a small part of what we do. We have five sections total. Um, Here's where you get to talk to God about your goals. Like your legit goals, your weekly goals. What do you have going on? Reflecting on that, your financial goals. It's a big part of business, right? God wants to be part of your money. Your personal goals. This goes back to uh, the goal setting day where maybe it's, you know, yes, you're working on your business. You're working on all of that. And God's like, hey, I really want you to focus on your health. I really want you to focus on your personal development or whatever that looks like for you. And then this last section is spiritual goals. And let me explain this one to you. I've tried to break it down in the workbook so that you will get this part. But I had a really wise uh, mentor of mine tell me one time, you know, I was like, I just, I just, I want more. I I want more. I'm giving an example. I don't remember what the exact one was, but I want more wisdom. And and she's like, well, wisdom for what? And I told her whatever it was for. And she's like, well, give wisdom an assignment. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, give wisdom an assignment. Sometimes we're too general on our prayers. We're too general in our conversations. They were told, you know, your kids to do something and you don't really give them the full, clear instructions and they don't do it. And you're like, why didn't you do it? But your instructions were kind of unclear. And they thought in their head they did it. Give wisdom an assignment. There are fruit, there is fruit of the spirit. I love this because we often think it's fruits of the spirit. It's actually fruit in the in scripture. It's fruit. One, when we spend time with the Lord, we. We spend time in the word with the Lord. Um, we display, or we should display fruit. All of the fruit are available to us. Love, joy, peace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All of those. And there's other, there's other fruit that we see in our lives that are good things. And so if you need wisdom, if you need peace, if you need joy, if you give it an assignment, Lord, give me joy in this season that I'm feeling like I am not successful. Give me peace knowing that you're asking me to scale back my hours. I feel like I need to do more. Give me peace knowing you're going to provide for me. Give, give whatever these spiritual needs that you have, give it an assignment. Be real specific about it. I need more patience this week. My children are driving me crazy. Like whatever that is. And so this is a section where you can actually say, hey, I need that. And I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to like give it an assignment for exactly what I need. So this is again, broken out into your workbook in a very sequential order. All right. So we've talked about soul care. We've talked about heart set. We've talked about goals. And here we're going to talk about mindset. Your mindset matters. Can I tell you your mindset's not everything? A lot of people say mindset's everything. That is not true. Man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. I believe mind which is part of your soul. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. And your heart, your heart matters, which is why we want to make sure we have a good heart posture. That's on the inside. Nobody sees that just you and the Lord. So we take care of that heart set, but here's the mindset. And really what this comes down to is your identity. You answer every day day two crucial. I believe the two most important questions that you answer every day. Did you know that 80 to 90% of your decisions you make throughout the day is subconscious? They're whatever you believe in your subconscious. You're not proactively sitting there making a decision. And God wired our brains to have neural pathways so that because everything you do, every decision you make, every thought that you have, everything that you do create it, it requires energy. And so God was like, okay, well, I'm going to help them conserve energy. I'll create these neural pathways so that they start up. They just start doing these things without having to expend extra, expand extra energy. This means whatever you believe about yourself from the surface, you might be able to quote scripture, but what you're actually doing and living from is what you believe in your subconscious. You believe you're not enough. You believe you don't have a message worth sharing. You believe that you're not unique. You believe that you're a failure. You believe that you never, you, you, you just never succeed. I don't know what you believe. And so whatever you believe subconsciously are the things that bubble up. But not only what you believe subconsciously about yourself, what do you believe subconsciously about God? Do you actually believe he is Jehovah Jireh? Listen, we all love to sing that. But do our actions actually show that we believe that he is our provider for everything? Well, I don't know. If you're stuck in hustle mode, then that is a lie. You actually don't believe that. You like to sing the song, but you don't actually believe that. That was me. I was like, Lord is so good. He is so faithful. But are you going to do it again? That literally was my prayer. Uh, And when I was, you know, making so much money. I didn't even know what to do with it. Uh, I'd be like, Lord, thank you. And I'd praise him. And then I'd be like, but are you going to do it next month? And what do I have to do to keep up with this? And like, what do I need to prove to show you that I'm good? Oh man, that was horrible. I wish I I did better off making a whole lot less money because I wasn't really thinking those thoughts. I was thinking, you know, I would just like to make more money, but that was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to lose what I have not realizing God is my provider. That's not my job to worry about that. My job is to give him my yes and show up. And that is your job. Give him your yes and show up. And so subconsciously, I was like living one way. In fact, so much stress to keep it all that I ended up, I had an autoimmune disease. thought I was dying. thought I had cancer. Praise the Lord, I am fully healed from that. Don't let any doctor tell you you cannot heal from an autoimmune disease. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus came to pay a price much bigger than for you just to get into heaven. And we don't always see healing on this side of the earth, but I believe it is God's heart, it is Jesus's heart to heal. I absolutely 100% that, and I believe a lot of that has to come into, like, do you believe it too? You don't have to accept those. Uh, I was told I'd be on medication for the rest of my life, and by the grace of the Lord, I am not. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so. Who you believe God to be? Is he your healer? Is he your banner? Is he your is he who he says he is? Because subconsciously, you're making decisions based off of what you actually believe. And so in this section, what we do is we remind ourselves: wait a second, who is God and who am I? Who are you? Who is God? And not just from a fluffy like what we want it to be. Listen, Pinterest is one of my favorite, that's like the only platform I actually enjoy personally for myself. Every other thing looks, you know, it just stresses me out. Pinterest, I actually spend time on. Lots of recipes pinned that I've never done. Um, Tell me below, what is your favorite platform? I would love to know, Um, but Pinterest is mine. I actually really personally like it, but what I find a lot on Pinterest is there is a lot of garbage Sunshine that's trying to make us feel good. And it's not actually rooted in truth. And what I love to do when I see those is I screenshot them and then I like edit it in my phone and I like cross out whatever the lie is that they have. Listen, your identity, God's identity must be rooted in truth. It's the only thing that's going to continue to produce good fruit that lasts that lasts for eternity. And so let me give you an example. If you feel that you're no different than any other entrepreneurs, perhaps you've been seeing other women in here or in another community. And you're like, oh, you see someone online. You're like, oh, well, she's already, she's already a photographer. She's already a realtor. Oh, and she's doing it so good. Well, then chances are, you're going to do a couple of different things. You're either going to overcompensate for that, insecurity and that lack, and you're going to try to be something that you're not, or you're going to kind of avoid the calling because You're like, well, someone's already doing it and there's just no way that I could do it as good as them. And that just couldn't be for me. Or you're going to stay stuck in toxic thinking and you're just never going to advance. And maybe you stay in the business. You don't give it up completely, but you never actually go from glory to glory because you're stuck in a story that is not true. So you're either going to fight, you're going to flight, or you're going to freeze. But God's like, no, 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 baby girl, I've got another option for you. You get to flow. And even though those thoughts come at you, you get to do what I told you to do. You get to take them captive. Listen, Ephesians 2.10 says that you are God's handiwork. You are God's masterpiece. Like, sit on that for a second. What does that mean? Masterpiece. Like if you actually believe that you are a one of a kind, there is no, 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 there's no, no two of you and you are a masterpiece. When you walk into a room, whether that is virtual or that is in person, you should hold your head a little higher. Your shoulders should be back a little bit more and you should be ready to fulfill the assignment that God has for you in that room. You bring something that nobody else can bring. Do you really believe that? So maybe one of you, maybe this is your, your declaration for the, listen, affirmations. Yeah, that's good. Declarations. God said your words have the power to speak life or death. Let's use this mouth for the right thing. So I don't really do the whole affirmation thing. No, I'm declaring, I'm decreeing truth. Who does God say? I am his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus, a new, thank you, Lord, for creating a new me because the old me and sometimes the simple flesh me, it's not, it's not great. Um, But you show up different. Some of us need reminded, not the Pinterest fun, cute, fluffy things, but truth. The word is referred to as a double-edged sword. The sword of the spirit, right? We want to make sure we're operating from that identity. And so in this section, what you are doing is you are saying, God, who are you reminding me that I am so that I can show up to the assignment with confidence, with clarity. And I might not always know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm going to show up knowing that you're not going to leave me hanging. I'm your masterpiece. I am loved. I am forgiven. Some of you need to forgive yourself because God already forgave you. Who are you? Do you realize the price Jesus paid? And it's not because you did anything and you marked off a box and you didn't know. It's because Jesus, Jesus said, she's worth it. And I, and now you are hidden in Christ. What does that mean? He covers you like you're hidden in him. And so when God looks at you, he sees his son, his perfect son. So who is that? We got to call ourselves higher. We are so quick to point out the flaws, whereas sometimes we forget to call out the gold, We can do that in other people, but sometimes we struggle to do that with ourselves. And so this section really helps you remember, who does God say that I am? Because in order for me to fulfill this calling, I got to show up like her. And I don't need anything else to be able to show up like her. I just get to show up like her today because God said it. And then who is God? Who does he want to be for you in this season? Some of you, he wants to be your daddy. He just wants to be your papa. He just wants to be your Abba father who you can cry out to and let him hold you in his arms because maybe your relationship with your father here on earth is not a good one. Maybe you were never a daddy's girl. And he's like, I just want you to be my baby girl. You're a daddy's girl. Some of you, he wants to be your provider. You've been stressing out and you're burnt out and overwhelmed and overworked because you think you're your provider. Ask the Lord to forgive you for thinking that, for being so prideful and selfish. I have been there. Some of you, God, God just wants to be Jesus. He's supposed to be your friend. You feel like you don't have any friends. Listen, building a business online for the last eight years, I have said many times, man, I have a lot of surface acquaintances, a lot of people I talk to, and I love it but I don't have a lot of those friends that I get to talk deep and the nitty gritty and share the things and have somebody pray for me. Several friends before this, and I, I wanted to screenshot if they were really personal. I'm like, man, y'all need friends like I have. They, they like prayed for me before this week and they're like, hey, I'm cheering for you, rooting you on. Someone just messaged me this morning. She's like, hey, just pray, praying that the spirit just rest on you today and that you have so much favor in this. Man, y'all need friends like that. If you need friends like that. You don't have them. I know where you can find them. But before all those other things fulfill us, God wants to be that for us first. He wants to be a source. And then everything else is a resource. So this section is really getting you back into alignment, giving you an adjustment to get back in alignment with, wait, who is God say that I am? And I just want to share this with you too, a little bit about the science part. The Bible says to take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. You have thousands, literally tens of thousands of thoughts a day. That's a whole lot of thinking. That's a whole lot of thoughts. And God says, take them, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Why? Because he knows if one of those thoughts gets in there that you're not good enough, you're not this, you're not that, or you're too much of this and you're too much of that, all the things, right? Um, the enemy will use both sides of the coin, right? To try to just get a thought in there that you're like, ooh, wait a second. Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. This section allows you to make those thoughts obedient to Christ. And then you get to be transformed by that renewing of your mind. All right. Last section. Every day I'm like, I'm going to go shorter. And it's not. I'm sorry. I have so much to say. All right. This last section, section number five, is where you get to do team care. You get to care for the people that God has put in your life. You get to pray for your current clients. This is one of my favorite things to do on my prayer walks is actually pray for my clients. That's what I, I really intentionally like, that's a portion of my walk. Um, I pray for my clients. They're going through things. They tell me things. And I know most of it has nothing to do with their website or their strategy or their social media content. It has everything to do with their heart and their soul. And God cares. God cares so much. And so I get to go to war and intercede for them. Are you interceding for your clients? Believer, non-believer, maybe for their salvation. It matters. Because they impact you. When you invite them into your space, they can impact you. And so if you're not in a healthy place and they bring their junk to you, you then could be, right? The energy, the vibes, all that, right? Number two, your future clients. Listen, I've been praying for this. I want y'all to join your circle, but I only want it if God wants it. And so I say, Lord, I'm giving it up to you. I have a goal. But Lord, it is your will. And God, I pray that you're, you're just working in the hearts of the women listening to this. If they want to work with me in some capacity, speak to them and just let it be. I'm not begging anyone. I, that's my, I do not beg anyone to work with me. I just believe that God's going God's to gonna bring them into our circle or into my one-on-one or whatever that looks like. So pray for your future clients. God's doing things that you don't see. Pray for those people. And those of you who are still waiting on a husband, pray for him. God's got him. Pray for that future person. Lord, as you are molding them and making them, preparing them for me, prepare me for them. That's my heart. Prepare me for them and prepare them for me number three, your team members. These are people who maybe you hire like a VA or a, um, a social media manager or, um, an OBM shout out to Courtney. Like there's, and listen, if you need all of these resources, we have people in our community that do all these things. And I am so big on, I don't think it's wrong to work with a non-believer. I have, right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I'm so big on also what I refer to as stimulating God's economy. I want to hire someone who has that kingdom perspective. And guess what? The enemy's after them too. They need prayer. I will often reach out to my team or people who are in my circle and say, hey, the Lord put you on my heart. How can I pray for you? Actually, I just is that with one of them this morning. The Lord put, put her on my heart. And what did I do? I prayed in my private prayer language for her because I didn't know what it was. And then I messaged her. How can I pray for you? How can I intercede for you? How can I stand, stand in agreement with whatever it is that you need? pray for your people who are touching your business. It matters. Their energy matters. The stuff that they're bringing to your business, it matters. It puts something on you. Listen, you don't go to a water park. And even though you didn't get on the ride, you still got wet because you walked under it. You got to understand that everybody's like stuff. It's in, in your circle, right? Have you ever heard that you were the sum of the five people you hang out with the most number one is God, Jesus, and Holy spirit. One of your, one of your people, are they one of your, one of your five? And then two, these other ones that are your part of your five, are you praying for those people? It's so important. They impact your business. Maybe directly, like in a service, but also indirectly. Colleagues, people you work with, people who maybe are sidelines to you or people who you see online. Like I have personally have people in my life that, um, you know, in a, 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 a mastermind, I can think of what I was gonna start, start as a mentor, mind. that's what I had, but a mastermind, right? Like, these are people who they are at this level that I'm at, that I am just in a room with other women who are, but I want to pray for them too. It's not all about me, right? And then your coach or your mentor or that person that's guiding you listen, if you don't have a mentor, you need to find one. God, first and foremost, Holy Spirit, first and foremost, he is your best coach, your best advocate, but listen, I am not where I am today because I figured it out by myself. God will put resources in your life to help you. All right, it is now your turn. Are you ready to go hang out with God? You ready to hang out with Jesus? You ready to hang out with Holy Spirit? So here, I just want to give you some other practical things that I do. Number one, make an appointment in your calendar for this. If you don't make an appointment, there's a very good chance you won't do it. Why? Ask me how I know. Because there are 4,000 other things that you could do for your family, for yourself, and for your business that has nothing to do with the business meeting with heaven. That has nothing to do with God. Make an appointment. Literally, I have it written down and pointing over here in my calendar because I know that if I don't write it down, I'm not going to do it. It'll be pushed to the back burner. It will become like that. Oh, that'd be nice to do, but I don't. I, that's not gonna directly impact my business today and I gotta do it. So make an appointment in your calendar just like you'd make an appointment to meet with your manager, an appointment to meet with a doctor, an appointment to meet with your nail technician, whatever it is, right? You like show up to those things. I show up to my massages because I know something's good gonna come from it. Listen, show up to these appointments because something good is going to come from it. Number two, find an accountability partner again you're going to be distracted that's just part of it listen the enemy like will throw things in your path to see oh can i get her off right? can i can i ruin her day um these are just little heart checks little just get back on track realignment with the lord find an accountability partner that's like oh i want to do this do it together And if you're a member of the Seek First Inner Circle, we actually have an accountability group that does this. We just wrapped up our section of it. We are taking a a week or so off, and we're going to start that back up. So if you join the Inner Circle, there are bonus activities that you can elect to be part of, in addition to the weekly coaching and the the monthly workshops and lessons. And that's one of them. It is coming together with a group of women who also want to have this is being this heaven. And what we do is we turn on worship music, and we go section by section, And we spend time with the Lord and then we come back at the end and we share all the things that the Lord wants us to share. Some things he doesn't want you to share and some things he does. It has been beautiful. It has been awesome. Uh, Mandy's one of the coaches on our team. She's going to be spearheading that for this next round as we start that up. So uh, I just encourage you, like if you are wanting people who like actually understand what you're doing here and can support you and encourage you, join the inner circle and then sign up for that elective so that you can meet with us to do these meetings. Listen, I showed up to every meeting. Except one, I was out. I don't know. I was out of town or something. Or my daughter had. I don't remember what it was. But I showed up. Why? Because it was on my calendar, and I had other people counting on me. So, put on your calendar. Find an accountability partner. Um, and if you need some, join the inner circle. And I turn on worship music. And that's really what I do. I grab my notebook. By the way. I've I've got put on my heart years ago when I started this to create a journal for this, but I've been in the process of refining it. My business meeting with heaven today looks different than it was, you know, three years ago. And so I, I am excited. I think we're right at the end here. We're going to be creating journals for you. But right now it's just me and a notebook or me and my printed worksheet. Um, And I fill it out and I have fun with the Lord. I collaborate with him. I, I just, I I'm ready for him to do whatever he wants to do. And so I am praying that you have an amazing first business meeting with heaven and that you get to talk to God and God gets to talk to you. It's that two way street, right? And ultimately that you just continue to grow in your relationship with him. Don't forget. There's a lot of things you can do in your business, a lot of things. And I'm not saying any of those things are bad, but Jesus was about his father's business. So I just encourage you to be about your father's business. He owns this thing he gave you. He gifted you with this calling, this assignment before you were created. He was like her. That's what I'm going to have her do. He wants to help you with it. He wants to give you the tools and the ideas and the things that you're not going to find anywhere else. So make room, make time for him to talk with him about it. All right, your homework today is just like it has been the last several days. Post in the group. A, revelation, a takeaway. I, again, just a, I'm words of affirmation. So I love seeing what you guys are doing and what, what God's speaking to you. And then two, post on social, share it, tell the world, what do we have going on here? There is a group of women. You don't have to feel like you're alone in business. If you're looking for community, we are that we want to help you. And we want to be with you. So tomorrow we are wrapping up business reboot camp with day five. The number one reason Christian women are struggling in business that no one is talking about and what you can do about it. This is a revelation the Lord has recently given me. I have not given this message before. So if you've been part of business boot camp in the past, join this one. um, I believe that this is the thing that the Lord has showed me. He's like burdened me with this thing, keeps me up at night. I'm like, yes, Lord, I want to help these women because I see why they're struggling. Again, the world has figured business out. Why haven't we, God is the creator of business. Like, why haven't we figured it out? And so I want to share with you what I believe to be the number one reason that so many Christians are struggling Uh, And what you can do about it so that you don't become a number. You don't become one of those businesses that close down. You don't become that dream that becomes this distant thing that never actually comes to fruition. So I will see you tomorrow for day five.